Hello, and welcome to Optimize It, a podcast that I created because I wanted to share some insightful things I've been reading, listening to, or just even thinking. Some of these ideas are original, and some are inspired or relayed through others. Uh, Regardless, though, my goal with this podcast is to provide some tools or insights that you could apply in your own life, or as you could say, optimize it. Um, I hope you enjoy, and thanks again for your support. All right, number one is relationships. And what I wanted to dive in was the length, the depth, and the type of the relationship. Uh, Three ones that I wanted to highlight on are family, friends, and coworkers. Um, All these relationships have different depths, all of them have different lengths, and you all go to them with different things. Uh, For instance, uh, coworkers, you see them all the time, you have good conversations with them. However, that relationship is usually a temporary relationship. It's only for as long as you're at that job or occupation. Sometimes these relationships extend past that, but the depth of them are no longer as deep. One common thing I I feel like people get into is when you leave this job, you're breaking up this relationship where it's kind of hard because you always look at this relationship as a friend or a family, whereas all it was was just a coworker that you saw all the time. Now, that shouldn't downgrade the relationship, but it shouldn't be like a tearing apart a family when you leave a job or for instance you might not have the biggest depth of a, with the coworkers because it's just um, a workplace um, another one's friends um, these are not permanent relationships you do have more depth than them but you get to choose these relationships whereas your coworkers, you kind of don't get to choose as much and the interactions are a little bit different um, when things or when these relationships break apart, those are usually a bit more tough because there's some independent choice in like wanting to be around these people. For instance, if it's like an experience that made you separate or like moving from distance. However, these relationships are also temporary or they can kind of like fall into that permanent relationship aspect too. And then the last one for family for me is this is like probably the highest and obviously I would assume most people would think, but the length is permanent. You can't change your family and the depth should be the highest of them all. Obviously each family is different. Each person has their own circumstances, but it's this group of people that you are attracted to and then have your back regardless, no matter what situation. it's just because you're related to them. Um, It's truly a deep relationship that I feel like most people don't cherish until something breaks it or something moves through it. Um, So kind of, yeah, just one thing. Number one, just kind of recognize your relationships that you have, feel out the depths and see where you're sitting on all of them. Uh, yeah, sweet. Number two, um, there are only trade-offs in life and there's no perfect option. I've heard this one from a couple of people. I've heard it from Chris Williamson and then Jocko Willing. Um, this one applies, is a big principle or something I've been applying in my life more. And with that saying is, no matter what you do in life, there will be no perfect answer or perfect solution. There will always be something you're giving up or there's always, yeah, for instance, you're always giving up something when you choose one decision. Whether it's you going to work, you're giving up free time that you could have. Uh, If you want to stay up late, you will not be able, you'll be giving up a good night's sleep, which might hinder your day or your performance the next day. Um, Another way you could look at this is you're choosing your regrets. For instance, if you don't go to college, you will regret or you're choosing the regret to miss out on that college experience. However, you will be saving thousands of dollars that you would be paying just for an experience, hopefully not just an experience, but a degree that pays with it too. Um, With you not choosing to go to college, you are choosing the regret, or if you went to college, for instance, you would be choosing the regret that I want to have this abundance of debt, but you gained the college experience and the paper and the documents saying you went through it. There's no perfect trade-off in life. In every situation, 
you can apply it in your own. Um, but yeah, those are two, for instance, in mine. All right, sweet. Number three, and that is failure is a great teacher. Um, it's impossible to learn anything from a perfect week. I don't know if you guys have ever applied that to your life, but someone who had a perfect week doesn't learn anything. I was not very good at school. I learned that I wasn't good at school. That's kind of what I learned from that. Um, kind of applying into my sales role right here. It's like, obviously, if a sale doesn't go like I want to, I can either be down in the dumps or just kind of push it off and move on to the next one. Or what I could also do is just kind of figure out, okay, what did I do wrong here? What could I improve? If I just kept hitting the marks on every single thing, I would never learn anything. Not that that's a bad thing because obviously I'm hitting the marks, but if the goal is to learn, you got to fail to learn. Um, just like, I mean, if you get called out in class and you say the wrong answer, you're going to learn that a lot better if you got it wrong than if you just got it right. Speaking of a personal experience right there, because I uh, got a lot of things wrong in class. <laughs> All right, sweet. Number four. This is another one that's been pretty big with me recently, and that is quality time versus the quantity of time. Uh, one of the biggest examples or one of the biggest things that I think of when I think of this is uh, sleeping in or spending more time awake. Recently, I've been cherishing my sleep a lot more than I have in the prior years. I realize that if I like stay up a couple hours later and I get less than six hours of sleep, my next day is usually just ruined. Um, I guess I don't want to say ruined, but it definitely, the quality of my day definitely, definitely is impacted. And usually nine times out of 10, I should have got that extra two hours and improved my day. And I would choose that nine times out of 10. Um, another one, uh, time spent with your friends. And that is like the quality versus the quantity of time. If you're around all your friends all the time, it won't be as deep as a relationship because you'll just be so used to it and exposed to them. Um, you guys want to have as deep as conversations. You'll talk about the same things. You'll have all the same interests. Sure, your life might be pretty good, but the life might get kind of boring because there's nothing new and no um, creative flavor, creative spark in your life. Um, so kind of just think about that too. It's like, how much time are you spending out with your friends? Should you spend a little less time with them to enrich those relationships? Or are you good where you're at? This is kind of something that, I think it could go either way, but for me, I prefer the quality of the relationship and the, and the time rather than just seeing that person 24 seven and kind of hand in hand. That is like time with your spouse. I was listening to someone talk once and they were talking about how you shouldn't just do every activity with your spouse or your girlfriend, because it kind of just makes this what they like to call a gray time where you are not necessarily enjoying each other's company you guys are just always around each other which then dilutes the relationship and it feels weird when you're apart but there's no like super excited to see each other or super great moments because every single moment is just the same because you diluted it so much by doing everything with them whether that's watching tv or working in the same room gotta be in the same room when doing the dishes um, you kind of lose that excitement and that spark of like wanting to be around them and tell them things if you're always by them again don't take my word for it. Try it for yourself. See if you notice it. All right. Number five, hard choices equal easy life. Easy choices equal hard life. That one's pretty straightforward. I think it's, you choose your hard. Um, one of the biggest things is choosing your hard. It's hard to work out or it's hard to get off the couch. If you're a fat bum, you got to choose your trade-off. You got to choose your heart off the beginning and life's not easy. Whoever told you it's easy, let me know how their life's going because they definitely haven't experienced enough of it or they don't understand enough. Um, 
I also believe that working hard for something is the only way to feel really good about something. Um, it's those long-term struggles for the well-earned gratification and the feel-goods. Those short-term gratifications um, can kind of like stack up and it dilutes the waters again. All right, let's go to number six. Don't skip the stretches in life. Um, I might have made this one up. I might have heard it somewhere. Regardless, I think it's something that's really important. And what I mean by the stretches is the little boring things that you don't want to do in life. Obviously, we all know the stretching is what you do in the beginning or after the game. No one ever focuses on the stretching when you're doing when you're like recalling what happened in the game. They're like, oh, I had the best stretch that my hamstrings felt really good. We loosened up and then we played the game. No, everyone skips that part. They skip the boring parts and they get right to the action. Kind of applies to with life. Don't miss out on the small things, whether that's kind of keeping your room clean or it's doing the dishes. Um, You see the trash is full, you take the trash out. You take the time to take care of yourself, take care of your environment so you can excel in other aspects of life. Um, Don't just push it off till it gets something big. You got to do the stretches. You got to set yourself up, tee yourself up for a good future. Obviously, not everything's going to tee you up, but I mean, clean your room. It's something that's small. You check a box, you feel good, you move on. We're shaking and baking. (laughs) Shaking and baking. One rule that I did hear a couple of years ago is the two-minute rule. Um, For instance, if something's going to take you less than two minutes to do, you should just get it done and do it because 30 seconds into it, you're going to realize, wow, I'm glad I did that. And those two minutes stack up with time, but your life and things will get so much easier if it just takes you two minutes to do the laundry, two minutes to do those dishes. You'll feel good. You'll You'll see the fruit of your labor, and it'll just keep on habit stacking. Another great thing that we'll touch on with habits eventually. All right. Yeah. Don't skip the stretches. Life's not always the action part. You got to do the the boring Rocky cutscene before you get to the good one. Um, don't skip those stretches. All right. Number seven. Work without fulfillment is a waste of time. Um, you can apply this whether it's a job or it's just things you're doing around the house too. Um, I kind of am not a believer in the love what you do and you never work a day of your life because that is not work. Work is something you have to put some, not necessarily, it's a saying, but like a blood, sweat, and tears. It can't always be enjoyable or else I don't believe it's fully work. Um, If you don't find fulfillment when you're done doing it, you're going to get burnt out real quick. Uh, My job is not always just loving every single second I do, but when I knock it out of the park or I do a good job, I mean, I find fulfillment in that. You can even find that when you're doing the dishes. I've came back to that so many times probably because i don't have a dishwasher and i've just been doing them so much recently but when the job's done you feel good there's like i did that i checked a box move it on to the next thing whether that's doing something like another task or move it on to relaxing you check that box you feel that fulfillment and that's kind of what powers the human body and brain um so yeah Think about how ways you can apply that in your life the dishes are just one thing or even just like putting in the work and feeling like good after a workout. You know yourself if you put in that work, you will feel that fulfillment. If you just showed up and you didn't do anything, that work without fulfillment is just a waste of time. So yeah, see where you can apply that in your own life. Uh, Number eight, happiness is not the goal. Um, I feel like this one's a hot take because you hear a lot of people just say, oh, I just want my kid to be happy. Um, Do you enjoy your job? Does it make you happy? 
oh, I'm just a happy-go-lucky guy. My life's happy. Oh, your life's not happy? You're in, you're in a bad place of life right now? I'm sorry to hear that. I can't wait till you get back to that happy place. Um, my hot take on that is that happiness is a place that you pass through. It's not a constant place of being. So if you're just striving for happiness, it's an intangible goal because you cannot always be in a state of happiness. You need those ebbs and flows. You need those highs, those lows. You need to feel down to feel good. If you're just trying to strive for a constant place of happiness, you would not be happy all the time because, like I said before, you'd just be diluting um, that good and then it wouldn't feel as happy. Um, one interesting thing, if you try to look up like in the Bible too, where it talks about happiness, it doesn't talk about like a happiness that we kind of talk. Maybe it changes in translations, but it talks about peace. And peace is something that I'm sure most people or all people have felt, but it's just like a place of contentment. You're not necessarily happy. You're not necessarily sad, but you're just content and peaceful. You're appreciative of the good times and you recognize the bad times because they amplify the good ones. Um, so yeah. If I had to say one thing, strive for peace or something similar. If you keep striving for happiness, you might be setting yourself up for failure right off the bat. And that's not a goal. Well, maybe it is, but I hope it's not your goal. (laughs) All right. Number nine, you cannot serve from an empty vessel. And I don't know if you've heard of this or what that means. But in a sense, you have to fulfill or serve yourself first before you can fulfill and serve others. Um, It's pretty hard in this life to run on an empty tank. Um, Some people do it. Some people constantly give their all, a mother to their child, another person, a grandparent to their grandchild, uh, an employee to their boss. Um, But if you're not nourishing yourself and fulfilling it, your work is not going to be as, not take you as far as it could if you were fulfilled. Um, I kind of learned this from Matthew McConaughey. McConaughey, He's a big um, preacher example of this, that you have to find fulfillment in yourself, and then it propels you to uh, power others and kind of strengthen them too. And that's just definitely one thing for me, just kind of taking time to myself, doing what I need to do, working out, uh, reading, uh, just having time to myself. sitting on my phone sometimes too just to relax that f- that fills me up so that i can serve people um you can kind of think of the airplane example where it's like where they say if you're a parent put the mask on your you first and then go for your child because if you try to put the mask on your child and you're unsuccessful to do that there's two lives lost and that's not as efficient whereas if you're able to help your child help yourself and then help your child you can feed more because you nourished or you got to the point that you can um, help. I kind of butchered that one, but uh, yeah, you can't serve from an empty vessel. Number 10, and that is life is only your perspective. And what do I mean by that? It's that life is what you focus on. Um, If you're just watching down in the dumps sort of things, I guarantee you are going to feel more down in the dumps than the average Joe that's um, on a mile high or loving his life. And if you focus on all the good things in life, I promise you, you, all the bad things will kind of just swivel and not swivel, um, wither away. Life is what you focus on. Uh, If it's going to suck, yeah, if you think it's going to suck, it's probably going to suck. There's a uh, analogy that I once heard or a story, and it was talking to a downhill skier and they, uh, like a uh, backcountry downhill skier and they like go through the snow they're cutting through all the powered snow and then they're weaving through all these trees you're going left right there's trees everywhere and uh, the reporter asked him it's like how do you not hit the trees 
And it was as simple as you just focus on the white. And what they mean by that is you just focus on the snow and what you see, it's easier to navigate your way that way. If you're focused on, on oh no, I'm going to hit this tree. Yeah, you're going to hit that tree. Um, or for example, um, rock climbing. Uh, if my goal when I'm trying to get to a top of a rock climb is don't fall, don't fall, don't fall. I'm just thinking about that fall. You got to focus on the goal of I got to get to the next hold. Okay. And then I got to get to the next hold or get to the top, get to the top, get to the top. It's what you focus on. It's your perspective. And that's how you're going to see life. I feel like that's something that most people don't understand and they'll just kind of ingest whatever they hear. And then they kind of just regurgitate what they've been hearing. Um, whether it's the news or bad things, you'll hear we're coming into this political season. You're going to start hearing people talk about politics and their perspective or their mindset or tone is going to start changing a lot, whether their candidates winning or losing or what they hear someone else is a different thing. Life is your perspective. Life is what you intake. Um, it could be great if you think it is. That's all I guess I got to say on that. All right. Number 11, earn your status and don't buy it. What, I, what I'm saying by this is buy things in your life that can help you earn the life you want or work for the life you want. If you're just trying to buy possessions or things that will bring you joy or status, it's a it's a short cup of milk or a short, small cup of water. I just made that up. Um, but it won't serve you for long because it is just that short-term um, gratification that you're buying for yourself, which will then ev- eventually, if it's buying a status or buying like a fashion, it will eventually wither away. Whereas if you earn something and earn your status, for instance, a six pack, that sticks with you because you know you put the time in and you put the work in and that's what you want to work for. Um, again, that's my opinion. Um, but yeah, don't buy your stats. I used to be one of those people that would spend money on shoes, 180 bucks just on white shoes. Now I'm looking back, I'm like, that is the stupidest thing ever. Um, sorry if you buy shoes and that's your thing. That's very cool. But buying white shoes with for a lot of money just for the goal not to get them dirty, it just it doesn't click in my mind anymore. I get it used to, doesn't now. Different folks, different strokes. Um, but yeah, buy things that will give you a return on joy and fulfillment for the long run. Um, most of the things I spend money on are experiences now that I can kind of look back on and speak to my friends about or things that will ex- excel me to have more experiences. Um, biggest thing I think of is all my climbing gear. Um, yeah, it's really expensive, but it's the climbing gear that I don't focus on. It's the experiences that the climbing gear can give me. Um, or even an iPhone. Um, a great example, too, is my, I guess, hopping from the iPhone are my uh earbuds that I just bought. It's the music and the podcast that I can listen to from the earbuds that gives me more joy than actually owning a really nice pair of earbuds. Um, again, apply it to your life. See if it helps you out. If it doesn't, um, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let's go right here. Number tw- four, yeah, 12. Um, don't look for pe- People don't look for peace of mind. You look for peace from the mind. Um, this kind of ties into everyone just wants to be at peace, or I think everyone should strive for peace. Um, but this one's a little bit different. Let me read it one more time. You don't look for peace of mind. You look for peace from the mind. Um, when we all put our head down today, you want to be at peace. Um, it's that one state that we can all, that rhythm we can all just kind of mellow out with and just feel good and content. Um, 
there's some people in dark places and I'm sure those people can attest more to this than others, but they just want to find peace or create their own peace through what they're doing. They just want to get to that place. Sure. They want peace of mind, but what they really want is to be able to bring themselves back to a state of peace. Um, kind of with times moving on, we're learning more ways to do this, whether it's through therapy to train your, um, to like learn ways to know yourself and talk through things, whether it's to train yourself through breath work or perspective, or even doing hard things, pushing yourself so you know you can overcome things. But it's that peace of mind that people are striving for. But sh- what they really want is to be able to create themselves and gather themselves back to that position. Um, I kind of think of it just kind of like someone like freaking out in yoga, bringing themselves back to that state of peace is what we're all striving for in our minds. Um, and it's a constant chase. Some days it's easier than others, and some days um, it's a lot harder. But yeah. Um, sweet. Yeah, that is the first of my 12. I was going to split this one up because it's a little bit longer, and I haven't been made, made many podcasts yet. So, yeah. Um Thank you for investing some time with me and listening to the podcast. As Samuel Johnson once said, people need to be reminded more than they need to be taught. If you gain something from this podcast, I encourage you to save it in a playlist on your device so you can pop back to it later and be reminded of the knowledge. Um, I'd also encourage you to share it with someone else in your life um, that could benefit from these words. Whether you do or don't, I'm still thankful you took the time to listen. And once again, see you soon. If you enjoyed it, catch, catch you in part two. Thanks.